You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, back with another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. Today, we are joined by my good friend, Mr. Jeffrey Hazlett. But before I introduce you to Jeff, I want to let you in on my new partnership with Audible and the gift I'm providing all of my listeners with. Personally, Audible and audiobooks in general have completely revolutionized my life. Being that us hustlers are always on the move, we need to optimize our net time. Now, net time is that time we have while walking on a treadmill, commuting to work, whatever it is. You know, it's that time that's in between. Luckily, Audible helps us optimize our net time, and I am honored to be able to gift you one free audiobook of your choice through this show. All you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. Literally, it is that simple, so make sure you claim your free book while you can. Now, to introduce my man, one of the most compelling figures in business today, and an inductee into the National Speakers Association's Hall of Fame, Mr. Jeffrey Hazlett. I am beyond grateful Jeff has hopped on the show to share his expertise, knowledge, and insights with all of us today. Jeff is a primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and executive perspectives on C-Suite TV and host of the top-ranked business podcast, All Business on the C-Suite Network. He is a global business celebrity, speaker, best-selling author and chairman and CEO of C-Suite Network, home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. He is a well-traveled public speaker, former Fortune 100 CMO, and author of four best-selling business books, Think Big, Act Bigger, Running the Gauntlet, The Mirror Test, and The Hero Factor. As a leading business expert, he's frequently cited in Forbes, Success, Mashable, Marketing Week, and Chief Executive, among many, many others, sharing his executive insight and commentary on television networks like Bloomberg, MSNBC, Fox Business, and C-Suite TV. Hazlett is a former Bloomberg contributing editor and primetime host and has appeared as a guest celebrity judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump for three seasons. He is a turnaround architect architect of the highest order, a maverick marketer and C-suite executive who delivers scalable campaigns, embraces traditional modes of customer engagement, and possesses a remarkable cachet of mentorship, corporate governance, and brand building. So without further ado, let's hop right in. Jeff, thank you for being here, man. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know how busy you are doing all the things you're doing. We'll get into that a little bit later. So again, thank you, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime I can get out and talk, I always love to talk, so it's a good thing. (laughs) That's great. So let's hop right into it. And as I've mentioned to you, how I kick off these shows is um, whenever I'm having an interview, uh, I I like to get the person that I'm talking with, their definition of success. So if you don't mind, how do you define success? You know, that's a great question. I think success is, can you look yourself in the mirror and look yourself back again? You know I mean? It's the image that you're looking at. Are you proud of it? Are you happy with it? Is it, is it what you want? And I'm not talking about your looks, but I'm talking about the soul of who you are. You know, you can measure it in a lot of ways. I don't think success is measured by numbers alone, but but for me personally, it's always around what are my conditions of satisfaction. And that's the way I describe them is my own personal. And I have three. One is, you know, I want to do things that I learn from. 
So that's one. Two, I want to be able to do things that are fun, that I enjoy. And then three, I do like to build wealth. Now, you might think that's around the money, and it's really not around the money. It's about the wealth of my life, uh, the people around me. It's around, you know, having enough to live on. You know, I don't need I don't need it all, but I need some, and I need more than I used to. So, so it's all those things in terms of my quality of life. That's how I would measure my success. I love that. Now, when you know, you're talking about learning and fun and wealth and all that stuff. It seems like that could be summed up into that's how you're fulfilled in life. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever find yourself getting off track of, you know, that uh, going after that fulfillment in terms of the learning and the fun and the wealth, how do you find yourself getting back on track? Well, I think you have to have those measurements in, in your life. You know, you have to have that, that compass that you follow. And then from that, you just need to be checking in your, you know, checking in on yourself, you know. So am I doing what I say I'm supposed to do? You know, it's like I came out with a brand new book called The Hero Factor. And as I was actually reading it for the Audible, I was going, man, am I living up to the standards that I even put in my own book? You know, and so it's it's that verbal check, you know, or that or that mental check. Am I doing the things I need to be doing? Am I worthy enough of the things I'm talking about? You know, because in this book, The Hero Factor, I talk about how great leaders transform organizations and they're creating winning organizations or cultures. And as a result, they, they you know, they just do so much more and they do it with a greater zest and greater satisfaction. And I, and I got to thinking about myself, you know, every once in a while, it's good for you to check in on yourself. I, you know, my first book was called The Mirror Test. And I, that's kind of what I do. So I kind of do the mirror test. You know, I said that the beginning is the person looking back. I asked myself some questions, you know, some, some self-check, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of thing. And, yeah. And I think that's real important for people to do because if you're not if you're not getting getting back to the core, if you're not getting back to thinking, is this what I said I was going to do? And um, then then you're you're usually off track, you know. But I but I also like to do certain things. I like to keep my life fairly simple, you know. I love to get back to my home in South Dakota because that kind of grounds me. It's a very spiritual place for me, and it keeps me from being that you know what I'd call that Johnny Vegas syndrome, you know, where I might be you know, big man on campus in New York or big man on campus on stage or in front of a TV, you know, camera. But when I go home to South Dakota, I'm, I'm Tammy Hazel's husband. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So one thing that I feel like comes about when you, you, you might do that mirror test is the fact that you might need a change. Now, change is something very familiar to you because you grew up in a military family. So yeah. you moved quite frequently. Now, how do you deal with that change? And I know, you know, maybe as a child, you're not thinking, oh, shit, like, I need to change again, you know, but like now is there when you look back, is there something that you could take away from that? Well, I think that's part of my success is the fact that I had that ability to do that, to adapt. You know, in fact, I write about that, you know, change, adapt or die. And that's what businesses are facing every day. But you can certainly do that about your life. And so it's a good life calling as well. But, yeah, my father was in the Air Force. Uh, so we spent my entire, you know, young adult life from, you know, from a kid all the way up to a young adult as a, you know, on, on Air Force bases. And literally every year we moved to a different place. And so you can imagine what that was like. So it's interesting when I run into people. Now, my wife is from South Dakota originally. And so she went to a one room schoolhouse. 
where she literally went to school with her neighbors that lived around her up through the sixth, seventh grade. And then she went to town school later after that. And of course, when I have conversations with people from back home, they say, wow, wasn't that weird that you moved around to a different city every year and you went to a different school all the time? And I said, wasn't it weird that you went to the same school all your life with the same <laughs> people? Are you kidding? You know, or they would say it's unhealthy. Well, for me, all that was healthy, right? You, you, you know, whatever it is that you're in is what you think to be norm or the original. That's what you do. So, so I never looked at it, just as you said, as I never looked at it as, wow, this is bizarre. This is different. I just looked at it as being normal. And so for me, the, that adaptation of, of being able to pick up and go at any moment's notice, literally, and because we would get transferred in the middle of the school year, you know, um, you know, no one was sitting there going, geez, let's let them finish out the term and then we'll move, you know, um, like you see some of the families do today, especially in corporate America. Um, I just I never had that. So for me, it was always you either did that or you or you or you didn't survive so you had to you had to get some good you know coping skills i i can will i will tell you that every year cuz i was the oldest of the, of the three of us and so when you go to the new school of course you're the new kid you know and they're going someone's going to pick a fight with you and see how the new kid is and so i got in a lot of fights i did get in a lot of fights and i always had to take it because my younger brother and younger sister i didn't want them in those so it was always me and, you know, usually first day of school, that's what would happen. I'd have to go fight somebody and then uh, we'd be all cool in this. And then whoever I would fight, that would be, end up being my best friend. But that was, that was pretty much, that was a pattern, by the way, all the way up to about, about seventh or eighth grade. And then you just, you didn't fight. You just, you know, you pretty much, by then you got a, your own self of who you are and, you know, those things, but up through those, you know, those first grades, those I, every year, ever I can remember, I can tell you the guys I fought and I can tell you, they're still my friends today. Well, it's a good thing. You're a big dude. I know you're taller than me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons I asked that is because I just went through a pretty drastic change in my life. You know, I was an entrepreneur early on from 17 to 24. I, I like to say that I literally leveraged my personal brand as my own business, which I did in the event industry. Yep. And then, as you know, I just worked for Damon John for the past two and a half years of my life, and I took that quote-unquote leap of faith or made a drastic change where I left my position to pursue something I'm more passionate about. So if you were to give a piece of advice for someone that is looking to take that leap of faith or just did take the leap of faith, what would that piece of advice be? Well, be smart about following the passion. You know, you know, you got to make money, Okay. And whether you like to or not, that's what pays the bills, right? And, and that's how we keep score. That's the way we keep score. So if, you, if you're going to follow your passion, nothing wrong with that, but just do it in a, in a manner that's going to get you uh, first to eat, you know, uh, I, you know, a house or shelter, clothes, you know, and then hopefully a little luxury after that. But, and if you're really smart, you'll pick a passion and your passion is going to lead you to the, you know, to, to, from rags to riches. But I, the biggest important thing is to, is to make sure that you don't just, you check that bridled, you know, you, you check that unbridled passion or bridle the passion a little bit. And, and I'm not saying that to do that to damper your spirits or anything. It's just, you know, don't believe the press releases. Don't believe your mother. Um, because your mother loves every idea that you come up with, and so does your grandmother. But that doesn't mean somebody else is going to buy it. So it's it's real important for you to to really put some of those those checks in there to make sure that yeah, this I want to follow my passion, but you know I got to eat, 
And so that's important for an entrepreneur, you know, because you're going to you're going to leave. You know, entrepreneurs, the only people I know that will leave a, uh, you know, a 40 hour a week job to go and work 120 hours a week. Exactly. Uh, for, <laughs> for a lot less money. Right. And, um, you know, I, I work, you know, 18, literally 18, 20 hours a day. And, um, you know, for a lot less money than the corporate jobs I used to have when I had my own private jets and, and um, you know, bought and sold over 250 companies in my career and 25 billion in transactions. And my last company, my marketing budget was 17 billion. You know, so, um, you know, now here I am, you know, um, you know, selling memberships and, and um, you know, and, and, and doing what I got to do. But, and, but let me be clear, loving every freaking minute of it. Loving sure. every minute. You know, so, but, but you have to check it. You have to make sure we'll, we'll, will the dog eat the dog food, you know? Exactly. Now, you know, this might be backtracking a little, but for someone that doesn't really know what their passion is, how do you go about finding that passion? Well, it might take you a while. You try a lot of different things. You know, I'm a very kind of eclectic person. I like to do a lot of different things. I like to eat a lot of different foods, drink a lot of different drinks, you know, and until you find out what you like. And if you don't, you're never going to find your passion until you try a lot of things. For sure. And by, the, by the way, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to come to you by the time you're 18, or by the time you're 12, or by the time you're 80. You know, you might find a new passion when you're in your 90s. Good for you. Awesome. You finally grew up and found yourself. Awesome. That, you know, it, it's never going to be the same for every person. So don't think it should be the same for you. And so do it the way you want to do it, and do it what's comfortable for you. And don't don't care what others think about that. Uh, that's one of the biggest things I've learned in in life is. Not to try to have myself judged by others because I don't, I don't give a rat's ass what you think, you know. Um, it doesn't make a difference. I only care what I think and I only care what my, those that are around me that I love and respect. That's the only people I need to impress. For sure. Yeah, no, I love that. Especially, you know, really when it comes down to, you know, yourself. Uh, I think we're living in a society where people uh, really care about the opinion of others, you know, especially when it comes to these social media platforms like, you know, Instagram and the, the highlight reel that goes on on there. So that, that's great stuff. Now, you have a whole bunch of stuff going on. You know, you have C-Suite, you have the Hazlet Group, Tollgrass PR, you're, you're releasing books left and right, the podcast. Now, how did you find the courage to act out on the those passions or visions or whatever you would like to refer to them as. Well, when you look like me, I got a face for TV, so I got to put it out there. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, I, I just, I find different ways I want to get the message out there. And I, I'm a huge believer in OPM, which is other people's money. And so, um, you know, so, you know, tapping into social networks was easy for me. I was one of the first thousand people on Twitter and because my team educated me back when I was a CMO of Kodak and I said, man, this is going to be really big. And of course, I should probably do more with Instagram, but I just don't like to take the time to take a lot of pictures. But I should probably be doing a lot more of that. But I just, you know, it doesn't fit me. But um, yeah, I, I just, I'm a good observer of using tools that are effective. And and so, um, and I'm also a real believer. I like to learn it myself first. And I've always done that, you know. So even when I, I have a business and and we're going to start the business, I want to learn things like, um, you know, a good example of that is Salesforce, you know. So so I become a pretty decent user of Salesforce so that when my salespeople start using it and they say, well, it doesn't work that way, I can say, oh, yes, it does, you know. So I like that. And so, and I did that with social media. And then and, and I do that with most things. I like to understand it. So once I understand, it doesn't mean I have to be the expert on it, but I have to have a general understanding of that. And 
And whenever I've, I've done other businesses or own businesses, you know, having a good understanding of the product and services and the tools that we use means I'm going to be a much better leader. And so that's, that's been a big part of my, of my, um, of my, my life cycle and learning and then um, putting that to use. Now you credited, you know, um, your emergence on Twitter to your team. How crucial do you think having a team is to success? Oh gosh, I mean it's it's huge. I mean, you know, if you think you're the only one that can do it, well, you're going to be a you know certainly a one man band. And that's, by the way, that's how most companies start. They start off as a one man or one woman band, and then they add add develop followers, and then from and then from develop followers, you add skilled technicians and practitioners. If you want scale, you got to have that. If you want to expand beyond just what you can do, you've got to have not just devout followers. You have to add those people in who can really get the work done and know things better than you, you know, the experts. And so um, I'm a big believer in that. You know, I, I always tell people when they come to me and ask me questions, I say, well, I will not do the work of my very talented and, and very good looking team. <laughs> and and that's that's how I, I that's the way I say it to people because if I if I have to do it what do I need you for yeah and and so and if I can get you to drink the Kool Aid the way I drink the Kool Aid man we're going to make a lot of punch we're going to make some good stuff and so and we can do it faster and we can do it at greater speed and we can do it uh, with greater scale we can do it with greater intensity we can do it with greater profit we can do it with greater revenue and so so those are the that's the way I'm I kind of believe in um you know I I, you know, I like to think big but I like to act bigger and, and and the way I can act bigger is to get other people around me to help me and teach me and and then they do um, and there's a great, there's a good guy that I know. His name is Jason Forrest, and he runs Forrest Performance Group out of Dallas, Fort Worth. And he he had he's got this philosophy which I just love. It's called No Show Do. I know it. Let me show you. Now you do it. And I, I that's a I, I when he when he showed it up when I was at one of his events one day. I'd been at a C-suite network conference, and the next day he was putting on his workshop. And he said, "Would you stop by and, and say a few words?" I said, "Sure." And then then I decided, "Well, geez, I got I got a couple hours. I'm gonna sit here and listen." And so I sit in the audience, and I heard him do that, and I went, "That is the mo- one of the most brilliant things I've heard in a long time. No show do." Yeah, I, I literally just wrote that down yeah, as you cool. said it. Yeah, that, that's good. That's really yeah. good stuff. So let me ask you this. What was a piece of advice you've received directly, indirectly, subliminally, or whatever the case is that you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over the course of your life? What's the Z out? That was the it. Z out? Yeah, you don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. So, so you're, you're, you're young, so I'm going to give you a, give an old, old, old school lesson. The Z out was um, a cash register. And it used to be in a cash register. They used to have these cash registers before they went digital that they had certain buttons on it. And, and if you hit the Z button, it would total out the register for the day. So you had to turn a key, okay, on the register, and then you'd have to hit the Z because you didn't want to hit the Z in the middle of the freaking day because then it would total the whole register out for the day. Yeah. So you used to turn the key and you hit the Z, and that was called the Z out. And then it would print this long list of all your transactions for the day. And it would, at the end of it, give you the total. And then you could then put into the register like categories for different things. And so I owned a print shop and I was really, really not doing well. And the former owner said, well, what's your Z out? I don't know what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> and, That's great. Yeah. And because I wasn't paying attention to the daily Z out. 
that's paying attention to the week or the month. But he, what the, the, the device was, hey, idiot, you're not paying attention to the Z app. If you're not looking at what the totals are for the day and how did those compare against yesterday, how they compare against the week, what's your week compare against the month, what's your month to month look like, what did this month look like the year before? Brilliant, right? Yeah. So, so, it's, it, so the advice is, are you paying attention to the little tiny things that get you to where you need to go and, and, and always keep your eye on the money? And, and that was, that was, that was a good piece of advice of, of, I, you know, I was playing the Johnny Vegas syndrome. I was just doing, I was big. I was going, I was making money. I was doing, doing this. I was, you know, by the time I was 26, made my first million driving a Mercedes. You know, now I drive a, a, a 16 year old pickup truck with a cr- two crack windows. You know, that, that's what I have today, you know, but, uh, but I pay attention to Z out. Let me tell you every morning every, at, at 10 o'clock at night right now, I can tell you exactly 10 o'clock tonight. I'll get the, I'll get the closed one close, close lost. I know exactly where we're at. By the next morning, I send it out to all my my team saying, hey, here's where we're at. Here's the winners. Here's the losers. Let's go. So, you know, and I'm still doing that today. That's the Z out, man. Yeah, I think that I think that's huge because, you know, when you focus on the quote unquote Z out, it's like you you can literally, number one, give praise for your small wins, right? If, yeah. Especially on a daily basis, you know, I think it's super important to praise small wins because those small wins become big wins in the long run. And at the end of the day, when you focus on the Z out as well, I'm going to be using this phrase from now on, by the way. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. At first, I'm like, where's Jeff going with yeah, this? What's he, what's he talking about? Z out? What are you supposed to sleep? He's sleeping. He's catching. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, it goes back to the whole mirror test. It's like, all right, you know, if you're not focusing on that, uh, if you are focusing on the daily Z out, you could praise the small wins, but on top of it, you could also evaluate how that day went if it didn't go the way you would like it. So that, that's great info right there. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you a fun question. I, I think you're going to have a great answer to this. I've asked a couple people that have been on the show. One guy, I know you know Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer was on and he, he had a funny reaction to this. So let me ask you, if you could be a blatant asshole and give someone that wants to achieve you know, their version of success, what would you say to them? You, I, so repeat what that means again. I want to make sure I understand what, what I'm supposed to do here. So if I'm, I, so let's pretend I'm a real ass. Is that you what you're saying? Be, you could be a complete asshole right now. Like, yeah. And the reason why I ask this, let me give some context as to why I yeah. ask this. Okay. I've been asking everyone this because there, I, I think there's two types of people in life. There's people that pick up on things easily, and then there's hard-headed assholes like me who need to be drilled down. And I'll give you an example. When I was younger, you know, in elementary school, my parents would always say to me, Matt, you know, you need to study, you need to do your homework, you need to do your projects, you need to do this, you need to do that. I didn't listen, you know, like, I, I, the only reason why I got through school was because I went through, uh, through private school, and my parents were paying a, t- a tuition, you know, <laughs> so at yeah. the end of the day, that translated into college. And the next thing you know, I fail out of college. Yeah. You know, so the reason I ask this question, you know, a piece of advice, like just raw, uncensored advice to someone that wants to achieve success is because sometimes it takes, you know, that direct, like brutal advice to, to really crack someone. Yeah. Usually it's, it's around, are you done yet? I mean, it's what I mean by that is you, most people know as they get towards this, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. And are you done trying what you've been trying? Because that shit ain't working. So how about you take some advice over here to learn the things that other people have already gotten there and have done. And, it, you know, most things have been invented. As you, the premise of your podcast is that. 
right? That all the success rules are there. They're all there. All you got to do is look at the signs. All you got to do is take the advice. All you got to do is act on the shit that's there. So usually, you know, uh, you know, I had, I will tell you a personal story. I had my son at one time was screwing around. He was screwing around in high school, screwing around, almost failing. I mean, in some cases failing. And, and, the, and in a week's time, you know, because I grounded him, did the stuff I had to do that you have to do as a dad sometimes is to be a, a real pain in the ass, be a hard ass, um, an asshole, as you said, which I was. I said, I, you know, could I remember sitting them down and going, let's be clear, I'm going to break you. Let's be clear, I'm going to show you. Let's be clear, no matter what you do, I'm going to be standing there right over you every minute of the day. That means I have to cancel trips around the world. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be your worst nightmare. And in a week, he went from failing and messing up to straight A's, to straight A's. And I said, I said, I said, was that easier? Which was easier? <laughs> he goes, he goes doing the good stuff. I go, yeah. Did that hurt? You know, you know, are you done yet? You know, because again, getting back to that old phrase that it's all laid out there, just take the advice and do it. And, and, and you know, if it were, and by the way, if it were easy, if it were easy. Everybody would do it. Everybody would do it. And it's supposed to be hard. You know, getting to good getting to good things. I mean, I think right now with what we're seeing with Trump and all the stuff that's going on in this world, I think it's the best thing in the world for this country. I think it's the best tension that we've had in a long time because it will get us in a better place. It will get us in a better place. It forces people to take sides. And in life, you have to take a side. You can do it the wrong way or you can do it the right way. And I'm going to tell you, you know, it's a lot better to do it the right way. Yeah. And I'm a big believer that success leaves clues. So I really, I love that. That's good stuff. Now, Jeff, where can people find you on social media if they want to, if they want to keep up with you? Man, all they got to do is look up Hazlet, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T, Jeffrey Hazlet, or, or anything with C-Suite. Um, you know, we own C-Suite Radio, C-Suite TV, C-Suite Book Club, C-Suite Network. We, we have our, our new Hero Club for entrepreneurial CEOs and, and founders. And so you can just find us anything around Hero, C-Suite, or, or Hazlet. Awesome. You got anything coming up that people should be on the lookout for? Just the new book, The Hero Factor. It's out. It came out December the 3rd. It's on the bestseller list already. How do great leaders transform organizations and create winning cultures? And there's a big difference between those companies that operate as hero companies. And it's all about how to how to do the right things and what are your values and how to be a, a value-driven company. And by being a value-driven company, your business is going to soar. That's awesome stuff, man. Again, Jeff, I just want to say thank you and show my gratitude for you taking the time out of your day to hop on here with me. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. I know the listeners will uh, well. So thank you again, man. Thank you, brother. And that is a wrap. My man, Jeff Hazel, put it down on the show. Truly appreciate him taking the time out of his day. Super grateful for him sharing his insights and giving me the opportunity to be able to pick his brain. Now, make sure you follow him. Like he said, you can follow him. All you got to do is search Hazlet. This guy is all over the place. Uh, super successful individual, and I'm grateful for the opportunity, as I just mentioned. Make sure you follow me on social media. That's at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S. Head over to my website, mattlebreed.com, for your free personal branding ebook. And don't forget, you have the opportunity to get a free book, audiobook, through Audible, from this show, 
All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. And you want to know what? I'm going to have another ask in this show, being that I'm giving out free books left and right. I would love for you to subscribe, rate, share, review the show. That would mean the absolute world to me, specifically everyone that's on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to from right now. That would mean the absolute world to me. Guys, we're going to be back next week. Thank you for everything. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.